0: You're listening to The Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith. Faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 37, Your Body Comes First. Have you ever felt stuck? You try to push yourself up this mountain of life, but you just fall back down again. It can be discouraging to get caught in this cycle and wonder when you'll reach the top and when you'll finally get some momentum and relief. Today's podcast is a response to a listener question about how to get out of this cycle. I felt it was time we go all the way back to the basics, which surprisingly, we too often overlook where we assume we've already got those in place. We all have room to improve here and amazingly, Once these foundational needs are met, it opens up the way for what we all really want. To live a happy life as the best version of ourselves. Only possible when we have the basics in place first. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available on Amazon, Sequel Book, Walmart, Barnes & Noble. Pick your favorite. It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to all of you who have left a review for this podcast or have taken the time to share it with a friend. As you may know, I'm not active on social media. This is a deliberate choice that helps me have the creativity and the focus to make this podcast the best it can be. So the only way this podcast grows is by word of mouth. It's by you. Every time I get an email from a listener, nearly always you mention that you have shared this podcast with a friend. Thank you so much. I am so grateful for you. If you think of someone in your life that could really benefit from today's episode, please act on that prompting and text this episode their way i want to share the love today's review of the week comes from you're in truffle (laughs) what an amazing name she says i finally wanted to take the time and thank you for your wonderful podcast i love your beautiful voice and that you personally create all the wonderful content for each episode i'm a young mother of three kids you along with many other promptings finally led me to self-care i was breaking just like your experience i finally snapped I was terribly sick with the flu for two weeks. Oh, but how grateful I am for my trial to finally come to this point and take care of myself. I have been waking up at 5.30 a.m. for three weeks and doing meditation, scriptures, and working out. I feel like I can conquer the world. I look forward to your thought-provoking episodes every week to have more food for thought. Your strength and wisdom is unlike most podcast shows. I feel the spirit and you integrate God's plan into every episode, which is happening less and less in the self-help sphere. Thank you again and God bless you. You're in trouble. Thank you so much for the review and three cheers for you in going for three whole weeks of waking up at 5.30 in the morning to take care of yourself. Friend, this is such a big deal. I love that even in just three weeks, you describe how you feel saying you feel like you can conquer the world. This is awesome. Keep it up. And just as a little note here, because I know how hard it can be to upkeep amazing goals like that, and because I'm also a mom to little kids, I want to encourage you that if you miss a morning or you sleep later one day, to remember that the secret to consistency is forgiving yourself and beginning again. The most consistent people in the world are not the ones who are perfect. They are the ones that get really good at forgiving themselves and beginning again. I am cheering you on in this glorious journey on your awesome mornings that you're having. Keep going, my friend, you're doing great. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway. So far your ratings and your reviews and your shares are what makes this podcast possible. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. As I mentioned, today's podcast is a response to a listener question that I received. This lovely listener asks, how can I keep pressing forward when I try but for years all life gives me is two steps back? How can I keep going up that hill when I keep having landslides? Have you ever felt similar to this listener's question? You try to make progress but you slide back. You're trying to going up that hill and then you have a landslide. There's a whole lot I could say in response to this question. So I've decided to break it up into two episodes. This is part one. Your body comes first. Now, I don't have any more context to this question other than this. But I know that this is something that so many of us can relate to. We've all felt stuck before. We've all felt like life was happening to us instead of the other way around. We've all had moments or days or weeks or even years where it feels like we just can't seem to get ahead. We just keep trying to go up this mountain but it feels like it's never ending. This reminds me of an experience I had back in high school. My parents decided that we were going to hike the Wellsville Mountain Ridge as a family. It's an 11 mile hike and it goes along the ridge of the mountains, basically connecting one peak to the next peak to the next peak. Some of my cousins and one of my uncles joined us for this hike. Now this was especially memorable because this uncle was very introverted, straight laced, super serious guy. (laughs) He did not seem like the adventure type. I am sure my parents must have painted this picture in his mind of how glorious this experience would be and in this very rare moment of spontaneity he decided to come. Now we hiked for what felt like years (laughs) and we would get to the top of a peak only to discover that there was another peak to climb and to get to that we'd have to go down the mountain and then back up to the next mountain peak. So Uncle Jim He seemed a little disappointed the first time that this happened, kind of thinking that he had already summited the climb. But when this happened over and over again, he got downright bugged. (laughs) He started to question what in the world he had gotten himself into, and he was feeling wildly stuck. He couldn't turn around and go back without encountering the same problem. It was full of ascents and descents over and over again. He had no choice but to finish it out. By the end of the day, Uncle Jim now understood what a mountain ridge hike was. <laughs> it was a series of mountain peaks strung together. This was not a single mountain peak climb. To this day, Uncle Jim has never come on another adventure with us. Truth be told, being stuck in that cycle of climbing up and then going back down only to climb up again, it can certainly feel unending and overwhelmingly long and frustrating, especially if you thought you were going on a very different adventure. Now truth be told, I actually did not finish this hike. I made the mistake of wearing brand new hiking shoes for this adventure and I only made it in a few miles before I had debilitating blisters on the back of my heels. So me and my cousin, we decided that we would turn around and we'd go back and be the drivers that would pick the rest of the crew up at their final destination, because this was not one of those hikes where you hike up and then back down the same way, right? They're hiking along the entire ridge of the mountains. So we were going to go and we're going to pick them up. Uncle Jim, he had a rotten day (laughs) because he was stuck in this uphill and downhill cycle of a never-ending hike. And I had a rotten day because I was unprepared and I hiked down a mountain in bare feet because that hurt less than wearing shoes. At one point, we ran out of water and we definitely didn't have food with us because we gave our rations to the rest of the crew who'd be hiking a lot further than we were. Me and Uncle Jim, we were in a super grumpy mood. We both felt disappointed. We both felt like victims to the mountains. This would definitely not be the time to wax poetic and elaborate to us some inspirational pep talk that we just needed to change our mindset and think positive. (laughs) I was dehydrated and hungry and in physical pain and Uncle Jim was under similar physical duress. What we really needed to feel better was a good meal and a soak in the tub to ease our aching muscles. Now, I'm all about thinking positive. I am all about mindset and encouraging good thoughts. And yes, these are absolutely powerful tools. But if there is one thing I've learned many times over, it is that the mind does better when the body is doing better. I'm gonna say that again. Your mind does better when your body is doing better. My coach, Brian Johnson, repeatedly tells us your physiology comes before your psychology. In other words, take care of your body and you'll have an easier time taking care of your mind. I'm sure that that hike would have been a happy memory for me and for Uncle Jim if our bodies were taken care of. If I had sufficient food and water and I would have followed the advice of my dad to put moleskin on my heels before hiking in new boots, then I would have felt better. And therefore, I would have thought better thoughts about the whole experience that we were having. It would have been so much easier to enjoy that experience. Now, just like this dear listener describes, life can feel like that never-ending uphill and downhill cycle. It can be discouraging. The tools that I teach on this podcast over and over again, most of them are gained towards strengthening your mind and your spirit. And yet, (laughs) I feel compelled to take a moment here to point out that it all starts with our body. Your physiology comes before your psychology. Take care of your body and you'll have an easier time taking care of your mind. One of the upsides and, admittedly, one of the downsides to having a podcast that focuses on personal growth is that I am held very accountable to everything I say. If I am having a grumpy moment, it's not uncommon for my husband to whip out one of the things I've taught on a podcast to encourage me to change direction. In moments that I complain about something or I say something can't be done, he especially loves to tell me, that's a limiting belief. He's using my language and he's teaching me all of my teaching tips because he knows it's going to resonate. How can I argue with myself, right? (laughs) But there's also something super annoying about being told that you have a limiting belief or that you need to create something different when you're in the middle of the struggle and feeling pretty powerless to get out. Now thankfully, my husband is actually super smart he knows that if those comments don't snap me out of my rut that there's actually something deeper going on. So you want to know what he does next? He tells me to go eat some food and go to sleep. (laughs) I have mentioned this before but on my wedding day my dad he came up to my husband and in grave seriousness he had wisdom of like what was going to help our marriage be successful and he basically said to my husband make sure brooke gets enough sleep and gets enough to eat (laughs) that was basically all that was necessary to really make sure we had a happy marriage (laughs) or maybe rather that was all that was necessary for my husband to have a happy wife now it's gotten to the point where ben can just say i promised your dad brooke Now please go eat some food. (laughs) I know that it's not just me that requires my basic needs to be met before I can progress to other needs. Abraham Maslow is a legendary psychologist who created what we now refer to as Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Perhaps you've seen a picture of this drawn before. It's drawn as a pyramid, and it represents the needs of every human on the planet. (laughs) At the bottom of this pyramid, we have basic needs of survival. This is our physiological needs of our body. From there, we move on up to the needs of safety, then we get to love and belonging, then esteem, and then sitting right at the top of this pyramid is self-actualization. Those are Abraham Maslow's words. Another way of saying self-actualization is our ability to be our best self. You know who our best self is. It's our happy, optimistic, divine nature, loving self that radiates light and lives her purpose. That's who we all want to be, right? We want to live that best, optimal version of who we are. That's only possible if all the other layers underneath are in place. Now, I find this rather encouraging because we all know how defeating and hard it can be to be that best self when those other needs are not being met. We all know how annoying it is to be told to just think happy thoughts when we are struggling to actually survive. Remember, your physiology comes before your psychology. Take care of your body and you'll have an easier time taking care of your mind. So why am I bringing up something so simple in response to a very serious listener question? I think we often overlook the order that our growth happens in. And I think we often assume our basic needs are met if we just have a roof over our head and food to eat. Those are in place. So why do I still feel like I'm struggling to survive? Those basic physiological needs are much more detailed than we sometimes give credit for. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough sleep consistently? Are you getting enough healthy, nourishing, energizing, real food into your body? Are you moving your body and releasing those natural endorphins that make the world look better? (laughs) Most people who listen to this podcast live in a developed country and have food, clothing, and shelter, but even in a society, with those basic needs met, are they really met? Are your basic needs really being met? In our society, anxiety and depression are higher than ever. Disease and sickness and cancer are at all-time highs. We may have food to eat, but, but we often eat that which does not nourish us at all. We may have a bed to sleep on, but we often trade our sleep for silly and useless entertainment that leaves us feeling less than enough and increases our anxiety. We may have moments to move our body, but we tend to do it indoors, plugged in to more entertainment. We are the richest people on earth as far as material possessions, but I ask, are... Are basic needs actually being met. Your physiology comes before your psychology. Take care of your body and you'll have an easier time taking care of your mind. Babies are such a great example of this. Typically you'll have a very happy baby unless she's tired, hungry, and not feeling well. <laughs> My kids are the same way. If they're hungry, tired, filled with sugar or foods that are made with chemicals and preservatives, I absolutely do not see the same kid as when I do when they're well resourced when they're rested and filled with nourishing real food and they've had a chance to be outside in nature they're a totally different kid now I may be 30 years older but our needs don't actually change they're the same we tend to make things so much more complicated than they really are but the truth of the matter is that there is a divine order that things must happen within the lord knew he knew we would get tripped up on this matter he understood that we would mix things up and we'd complicate all of it in mosiah chapter 4:27 we read and see that all these things are done in wisdom and order it is not requisite that a man should run faster than he has strength And again, it is expedient that he should be diligent, that thereby he might win the prize. Therefore, all things must be done in order. There are many details to this order that he speaks of. One of them includes your physiology comes before your psychology. Take care of your body and you'll have an easier time taking care of your mind. It's easy to look at the miracle of Jesus feeding the 5,000 with the loaves and fishes and only see the miracle of it all. Have you ever stopped to wonder why Jesus would feed the multitude physically before he fed them spiritually? Again and again, he taught, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst." Jesus knows more than any of us that his spiritual teachings can feed us eternally. And yet, Jesus performed a miracle to feed the people physically first, so they would be prepared to be fed spiritually. What do you think the people would have missed in his sermon if they were physically hungry, or they were uncomfortable, or they were tired? Do you think they would have missed something? Do you think that they got more from the things that he taught after the miracle of the loaves and fishes because they were physically taken care of? The Lord knows that we have need of these things. Your physiology comes before your psychology. Take care of your body and you'll have an easier time taking care of your mind. Friends, I know that this goes all the way back to the basics today. But we can't get to the top of the pyramid without the bottom pieces in place first. Do all you can to take care of those basics for you and for your family every day. Is there some area in those basic needs that you could optimize? Can you work on getting more sleep or better sleep? Can you work on getting more real, nourishing food into your diet? Can you work on moving your body in a way that connects you to yourself or connects you to heaven and to earth? Watch how it naturally prepares the way for those other needs to come into place. When you've taken care of your body, you create space to receive the other needs in your life, those needs of love and belonging and optimally being your best self. There's wisdom and there's an order. By small and simple things are great things brought to pass. Imagine your life taking care of your body first so you can take better care of your mind. And look forward with faith. Do you listen to these episodes and love what you hear and wonder where to start? I invite you to take my Christian Meditation 40-Day Challenge Course. Meditation is my most important practice of the day and I use it for so many things, including helping me meet these basic needs for my body. (laughs) Part of my morning meditation ritual, it includes visualizing and affirming those really simple things. I think about and visualize moving my body, getting to bed early, eating good foods and taking care of my body. This is really basic stuff, but I meditate on the details of it every day to help ensure that I have my foundation in place. You hear me preach over and over the importance of the small and simple things in our life. And this one practice is huge, but the key is consistency. That's why I love that this is a 40 day challenge. The challenge is to do it for 40 consecutive days, starting a new habit, and even more so being consistent with it can be tricky. This is why I offer every student a free buddy pass, allowing you to handpick your own friend or your family member to take the course with you. You get an accountability partner and you both get to do the challenge together. Two people start a new empowering practice instead of just one. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes or find it on my website at brooksnow.com. You can do this. I am cheering you on.